0: It was in 2005. 2005? Wasn't it? Or was it 2003? I
1: have no idea. Suzanne and Sylvia are trying to remember their anniversary, not of their first date or their wedding, but of their PACS. The PACS is a civil union that exists only in France. PACS is an acronym that translates to Civil Solidarity Pact. It was created in 1999 as the first legally recognized union for gay couples in France.
2: I don't actually remember the date of our
1: PACS. When we did we PACS, Guido?
2: We got PACS the 26th of May 2010.
1: Laura and Guido are an opposite sex PACS couple. Here's the paradox of the PACS. Although it was created for gay couples, the couples who use it most have always been able to marry. 94% of PACS couples are straight. The PACs addressed the problem that gay couples weren't recognized by the state, but it ended up addressing another problem, that marriage wasn't working for everyone, and many straight couples wanted something else in its place. This is the story of a few select couples, mostly international couples, who got paxed. They challenge expectations and lead us to consider what makes modern relationships work and how commitment and love can be measured or expressed. Laura and Guido's story began before Laura knew what a pax was. She was an American tourist in Paris, and she met Guido in front of the Louvre. He visited her in Chicago, and they started a transatlantic relationship.
2: I was trying to go as soon as possible and as uh, often as possible in America to see Laura.
1: In 2008, Guido visited her 10 times. You know, sometimes he would just show
2: up. <laughs> And that's always a little bit of a surprise. Don't expect someone to fly over from France to see you. At a certain point, Guido said, well, just move to France. And so I said, yeah, that sounds like a reasonable idea. So I quit my job and sold everything and moved to France.
1: Distance was no longer the problem. I had a
2: very hard first six months of not being able to work like not having the right to work, actually, and just being here on a touristic visa. Nobody really has expectations that an international couple is going to work on a first go. It was definitely a period where we weren't even sure if that was going to work
1: out. So I think we were both pretty hesitant, but agreed that it was worth fighting for. Fighting for their relationship meant finding a way for Laura to stay in France and work. So Guido proposed the PAX. It wasn't an emotional proposition where, you know, I love you, PAX me, something crazy. It was definitely like, let's do
2: this paperwork so that everything is above board. The word PAX and even the legal standing of that for me didn't mean much. The way most things in France don't mean much for me unless Guido puts them in context.
1: But the PAX came to mean something for Laura and Guido. It didn't fix Laura's visa problems immediately, but it gave her a status of vie privée et familiale. It showed that she and Guido were a couple, that their couple was a family, and that their family belonged in France. And this made it easier to get a visa. I think another woman I spoke to, Kelsey, described the PACS best. She said that the PACS is... Like a relationship cartilage or something. like The PACS structures and supports a relationship. It's a flexible connective tissue that helps two partners surmount logistical difficulties. For Guido and Laura, the PAX is worth celebrating. One day every year, Guido reminds me that it's our pax anniversary, and
2: we do something together.
1: Laura gave up her country and moved to France to be with Guido. This is one of the most romantic gestures one could make. But being romantic and idealistic isn't enough in the face of practical challenges. The PAX united Laura and Guido by French law and ensured them at least a try at a future together. Now, Laura and Guido are engaged. The PAX was an interim step that gave their romance a chance to work, but the process of getting a PAX is just administrative. This is what happens the day of the PAX. You and your partner go to the mairie, the town hall, a beautiful grand building. Marriage announcements for all the couples who have recently married in this neighborhood are posted at the entrance. You're not getting married. You're getting paxed, so you walk past the ornate salle de mariage where marriages are performed to the corner of the building, where you enter the tribunal d'instance. It's not a room that screams love, commitment, or much of anything. It's calm, sober, administrative. You're sitting in one of the two chairs in this plain brown room talking through a window to the bureaucrats in their messy office on the other side of the class. A sign explains the few reasons you might find yourself here—civil disputes, guardianship or bankruptcy issues, or the PACs. Valerie and her girlfriend Brigitte are both French women born outside of France. To Valerie, the PAX felt abrupt. So we kind of got dressed
3: up and then we walked over there and then the woman's in jeans and they're getting phone calls and you're just sitting at someone's desk, filling out papers and then you leave (laughs) and it's like 1030 in the morning and there's no room for anyone else to be there. There's no need for witnesses.
1: Suzanne, who packed Sylvia in either 2003 or 2005, remembered it this way too.
0: And at some point we looked at each other and said, oh, I guess this is it. Maybe we should ask her to take a picture (laughs) So we asked the
3: woman to take a photo of us signing the paper, and that was it. It's really anticlimactic.
1: The ceremony itself isn't symbolic or meaningful, so any significance that the PAX has is conferred by how the couple uses it and sees it. Valerie said,
3: I guess, you know, I'm just PAXed. For me, it's almost like owning a car or something.
1: A car offers convenience. The PAX did, too. The PACs let Valerie and Brigitte save money on taxes and visit each other in the hospital if one of them ever got sick. But the PACs did something else for Valerie that didn't have to do with money and rights.
3: We had an opportunity to say we were something, you know, as opposed to we were just, there we were together.
1: They could say, we're Paxed, but what did that mean?
3: I just feel like it's a step under a marriage in every domain, including in the sort of act itself.
1: In 2013, France took another step towards treating people equally, regardless of sexual orientation. In May, gay marriage was legalized. Now, after 14 years together, Valerie and Brigitte can finally get married. For me, what I
3: find the most exciting, like, that I get very sort of emotional and excited about is just the actual thing of going and getting married at the mairie and it being official.
1: For Valerie, the Pax was a placeholder, and with her Pax came the knowledge that it was a substitute for marriage, and she couldn't get married because she loved a woman. Soon, Valerie's Pax will be over. She'll be married, and she won't have to explain that to anyone. Valerie has chosen marriage over the Pax, but some couples prefer the Pax, Anne knew, even as a child, that she didn't want to get married.
4: I remember my sister talking about what kind of dress she would want and what kind of husband she would want, and
1: it just didn't interest me at all. Anne is 36, and she hasn't changed her mind. She's just not, not... the
4: marrying kind.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes I think when
4: I want a wedding ring, my God, I'd probably lose it. She's packed to David, who is British, and I don't feel any need to say my husband. I certainly don't want to be
1: anybody's wife. Anne and David's love story began in college.
4: He's kind of an unusual looking guy and I noticed him and I really wanted to meet him. So I saw him talking to somebody that I vaguely knew and I went up and introduced myself and started chatting. They lived in the same dorm. Spent a lot of time in the computer lab together, writing papers late at night,
1: eating Fritos, that kind of thing. After graduation, Anne and David moved to France together. Anne survived five years of temporary visas, but by then her life was in France And she needed a way to ensure it could continue there. So she and David went to get a PAX. I remember being in the waiting room, just
4: giddy that, okay, this is going to work. We have the right to do this. It's going to help us. And there's no cost involved. You just go get the stamp and it changes your life.
1: After the ceremony, Anne had a question for the judge who paxed them. I remember asking her at the end, and to cancel this we just come back?
4: She said, yep, you just come back and sign a different piece of paper. That's it. Oh, so that was a big
1: relief. We're not, we're not big commitment people. But Anne didn't cancel the packs. She and David have been together for 15 years, Packed for eight. They live together. They love each other. They became French citizens together. Anne does everything she can to stay together except for saying, this is forever. She's romantic, but she's realistic. For Anne, the PAX answers the modern dilemma of how to live a romance, knowing that things are uncertain, that staying in a relationship is one of the hardest things to do, and that many relationships will
5: fail. I've been married before, I've had a nasty divorce, and I just wasn't ready to do that again.
1: Dana is another American who chose the PAX over marriage. She'd already experienced one marriage end, and she found the PAX to be an attractive alternative. Dana met Mikael in Paris. His mother introduced them, but she wasn't setting them up.
5: But she was hoping that I had some cute friends that he might date. I wasn't going to introduce him to anybody. (laughs) I was like, that is mine. I just thought, wow, that's really a handsome guy. And I wonder what it must be like to be the girlfriend of this handsome man living in Paris. What a dream. So it ended up being my dream.
1: The dream didn't start until a year later, when Mikhail was working near Dana in California. They went on a hike, fell in love, moved to France, and a couple years later, they packed on Mikhail's 40th birthday.
5: Both of us had kind of feel, we know a lot of marriages that have failed, but we didn't know any pax that had failed, so we thought we'd just give it a go, why not?
1: Dana understands some of the pack's benefits, but she said she didn't read the contract too carefully.
5: You know what? It tends to be you fall in love and you just sign these documents. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Dana makes the packs sound romantic and spontaneous, but it's not the experience of getting the packs itself that's special. It isn't a social contract and it doesn't require witnesses, but Dana and Mikael celebrated with their friends.
5: We dressed as Elvis and Marilyn, and we sent out invitations for our friends to come as cowboys and Indians, and we had a hilarious uh, sort of fancy pizza party.
1: Celebrations vary. When Anne and David paxed, she didn't even want to tell her family about it. I think I must have told my dad
4: when I got my working papers. You know, great news. I have my carte vie privée and familiale. Oh, I got it because we did this legal thing, you know. And he was so cute that autumn, when he came to visit, he brought this bottle of champagne. He's like, we're gonna drink to the packs
1: because I know you guys are never getting married. Anne's dad took the packs as an excuse to celebrate. He showed his daughter that he cared about her and David as a couple. But in France, the Pax isn't always or even often seen as a significant milestone in a relationship. Because everyone knows how easy it is to get Paxed. Coralie was Paxed to her boyfriend Maxime. When she told people about their Pax, she was congratulated. they were happy.
2: I think that there are many people who don't know much about the advantages of the packs. So yeah, they were happy, but it's a bonus. It's like it was a birthday. They're happy for you, but the next day, it's already forgotten.
1: Another person I spoke to, Channa, had a different interpretation of how people view
0: the packs. People look at it as, oh, it's a cute thing that you've done. It's the icing on the cake, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, they're really in love.
1: Coralie noticed a difference in the reaction to her PACs and to her engagement.
2: Uh, le c'est vraiment, uh, plus pour des the PACs de is really des more duties, for economic
1: and, and administrative advantages than anything else. View,
2: uh, comme, uh, it's not seen f- as the foundation a of a family or anything marriage, like that, oui. but marriage is. And so when and I talk with people uh, and I announce uh, that I'm okay, PAX, uh, people say, yeah, okay, uh, great, bravo. bravo. It, it stops there. It stops there. Que oui, par contre, quand que je... But when I announce that I will get married, people are like, oh yeah, enfants, and when are the kids coming? <laughs> voilà.
1: Coralie and Maxime cancelled their PACs to get married this year. Channa cancelled his PACs too, but not to get married. He and his ex-girlfriend got a PACs a few months before his daughter was born. After four years, they undid it. You
0: have to go in with a written letter signed by both parties uh, to the tribunal and uh, you pretty much just show up and you depose this letter and then they print out the, the, the end of the packs for you. Basically, it's done immediately.
1: Ending the packs was the easiest part.
0: It's more dramatic when there's a young child involved as well, and uh, she was three and a half at the time.
1: Chana's ex-girlfriend moved to America with their child, and now Chana only gets to see his daughter sometimes. To be an international couple is to take risks, to live dangerously. And even though Chana has experienced the fallout of that, he would still recommend the Pax.
0: As opposed to marriage, it's designed for that spontaneity. If you have a coup de folie, as they say in French, a moment of madness, and you want to do it, then do it. And if it doesn't work out, then you can undo it.
1: Maybe this is how the Pax is fit for modern society. The Pax didn't define their union, and it didn't define the end. Chana told his friends and family that his relationship was over, not that the PAX was over. That was the legal detail that only mattered on official paperwork. PAX isn't a label that comes up very often, even when you are PAXed.
2: To make fun, like say, hey, he's my PAX. I say, he's my partner. When people ask, like, are you engaged or something? I say, well, yeah, we have a PAX. There's no real meaning, so I don't really say PAX just to make fun.
1: That was Diane, who is PAXed with Roman. When she and the other PAX couples aren't joking, they use the words copain, copine, compagne, compagnon, petit ami, mari, and these words connote love and partnership, but nothing in particular about the packs.
0: No matter what sticker you put on it with the pact or a marriage, it's only the relationship anyway.
1: It sounds simple when Channa says it's only the relationship anyway. But it's revolutionary. This idea that legal and social promises and responsibilities don't change anything fundamental about a relationship. The relationship is what matters. Roberto is taxed to his boyfriend and doesn't find marriage appealing. I asked him how marriage is different from the Pax. There's more commitment on practical issues. There are commitments on the properties you share or tax declarations and inheritance. But the Pax isn't different on an emotional level. I don't think there's more love commitment. Commitment is when a couple stays together despite the obstacles, when they know they're in love and they work to stay that way. It can be expressed but not measured. To love today means believing the impossible, embracing the practical.
0: Not very romantic.
2: No, we're not romantic <laughs> at all in this. Like... I think we're very pragmatic. That was romantic for both of us was to be pragmatic about the situation. Realistic.